0: Hello spooky people. This is that Spooky Life and I am your host Miranda and I'm happy that you have decided to join us today. Today we have some fun spooky stories as we are finally back to our full episodes again. I am now feeling better as you can probably tell from the quality of my voice and the lack of clogging mucus that there is in my tone. <laughs> it has been a hell of an allergy season already and we're not even done yet. So, Rather than dwell on the misery that is my life in spring, why don't we look at more creepier, spookier things and dive right into our spooky tales today? My spooky story for the day is a tale that happened recently, actually, and I wasn't quite sure what to do with. Not much I could do at the time, but I'll slow down because I'm getting ahead of myself. Over the last year, as I have talked a little bit about on this podcast, I've been working to expand my subtle senses and grow in my my personal path work while taking back control of the things that I have been aware of and able to do since childhood. All of it used to terrify me, and here in my 30s, however, my give-a-damn is significantly more busted than it has ever been. I would rather know myself in all my parts that continue in half shutdown state that I had accidentally created out of fear when I was younger, and my curiosity streak is back to being about a mile and a half wide. So, reading books, doing workshops, energy work with friends, and group exercises, in addition to solitary practice and meditation, I've been opening up my mind and senses, learning to trust my own intuition and not shut down my subtle senses as a knee-jerk reaction to paranormal situations which has been some freaking work but i have started to see real progress and refinement at least in, in the beginning stages of it it's it's a process i spent a really long time trying to shut down and not see anything to not be crazy and actually be able to sleep and things like that and it has it is not hopefully going to take as long to undo as it did to do, but it's it's not going to happen overnight, and I know that. So to that end, I had a situation happen not long ago when going to visit a friend that reminded me of the types of situation that created the knee-jerk reactions and shutdowns that I used to have, because they're super inconvenient and you get no warning, not all the time at least. I was driving to a friend's house just to give a haircut. And while a lot of things are open around here again, many of us are still exercising a not insignificant amount of caution. We will social distance, hang out, and avoid going in public places unless absolutely necessary. And haircuts, while they can be acquired from vaccinated quarantine members, is far preferable than going into a public salon right now. Well, not so far out that it's a uh, bfe or bumfuck egypt as the saying goes my friends live more in the country than i do and the winding back roads towards their house are mostly paved and there's a, like a golf course nearish their house but it's still a nice quiet little neighborhood out like in the woods basically there's hills and sharp curves that can be a little dicey in the dark or if it's like raining but that day was a clear, sunny, beautiful afternoon. One of the last turns before their house is the most pitiful excuse for a two-lane road. It's really more like a one and a half lane road on its best day and I am always on high alert on that stretch. There are a lot of people down here in the south and in that neighborhood with big old trucks who live back there and take the curves way too fast because they are super familiar with the drive. No judgment, I have been known to do the same, but even in my little sedan, if I meet another car on that road, we have to slow down and carefully go around each other. Uh, In addition to being a one and a half lane road, the runoff ditch on either side is a sheer drop. I mean, it's not the Grand Canyon. It's not like on the side of a cliff or anything, but it's a good couple of feet. And if you miss the road, it's goodbye tire or worse beached car. Ask me how I know. I've seen it happen. It hasn't happened to me. Thank God. But one time when I was coming through there, there was very clearly a miss when somebody was trying to go around each other and there was a beach ass car on the side of the road. So as I'm approaching this turn, I'm looking ahead I'm checking my mirrors, and I always check ahead as I turn to see if anybody is already on the part of the road that can be seen before that first, like, real sharp curve, and it was clear. So I signal, I smoothly make the turn, and as I do, there is a figure, a full-on, full-body figure in the road that had not been there before, and it appeared literally as I blinked. It was not a person-person, like, I didn't ever think it was a person-person, thank God, because that could have been real bad and dangerous but it was a thick shadow in the shape of some something or someone tall and it seemed to be like bipedal and was walking across the road so uh, there was that split second of something in the road stop and as i tapped my brakes it was out of the line of like me running through it and again i was well aware that it wasn't tangible after that first like split second when i tapped my brakes But I really didn't want to drive through it and see what happened, to be perfectly honest, because I didn't know what the hell it was. So I keep an eye on it and I can actually sense see it like I couldn't physically see it, but I could sense see it in the mirrors. And it literally like turned as I passed and watched as I kept going like it was surprised that I had noticed it. Which to me pl- implies intelligence, and also put us on equal footing because I think we were both very surprised by that entire situation. It had been headed towards one of the yards on that road, and I said aloud, You are not allowed to follow me. And I meant it. Why? Not because I was scared, but because I was driving. I didn't have time to safely poke at it and identify what it might have been ghost of a Sasquatch, shadow person, demon. Someone's grandfather who had just passed. Like, it could have been fucking anything, and I didn't, I did not have time. Like, I was actively driving. I wasn't gonna be like trying to close my eyes and meditate behind the wheel. That's ridiculous. I didn't have time to safely poke at it and identify what it might have been. Wielding a two ton death machine as a means of travel is not the time to be closing your eyes and feeling out whatever polter spook pops up from the asphalt, which meant that I did not want it hopping a ride to my friend's house nor my house when I went back home without properly identifying who or what it was. It's just rude to bring ghosts to your friend's house that you don't know, and it's even worse to bring them home to your family when you have no idea what they are. So I was just like, you may not follow me, and kept going. I didn't see or sense it when I drove back by later, and I completely forgot to ask my friends if they knew the people in that house, which I am now currently just remembering that I need to do. I would like to poke at it and see what's what there. However, it will have to be another time, unless of course it pops up on the road again, in which case I might just pull in a driveway, get out and see what I can see. And that is my spooky story for the week. Have you ever wondered what more there might be to the day you were born? What information might be gleaned from observing the dance of the stars or the discipline of divination? Sure, not everyone believes in astrology or divination, and there are as many or more charlatans out there as legitimate, educated practitioners. But if you've ever been curious about a legitimate practitioner, Six Silver Seals is creating astrology forecasts, tarot, and rune readings, and more on Patreon. Created and run by Adam, his about says it all. Six Silver Seals is his means of bringing the light of truth to as many people as he can. He offers numerous different styles of readings and divinations, including tarot, astrology, and the runes of the Elder Flothark as his torch to help guide those who seek a little extra help finding their way. Personally, I met Adam on Discord, and I have been uh, on the receiving end of his readings, and I can personally attest to his knowledge and experience with the subtle reality and divination, and would recommend Six Silver Seals to anyone interested in shedding maybe that extra little light on their journey. Find Adam and Six Double S at www.patreon.com forward slash six silver seals spelled s-i-x s-i-l-v-e-r s-e-a-l-s and don't forget to tell him that you were sent from the spooky side our listener story this week comes from beloved friend of the show 13 and i am so glad that you have written in again 13 your stories are always excellent so we're going to get right to it and 13 writes well this is a relatively short story a flinting of background of a baby psychic i have to start with a trigger warning this story contains self-harm references that might not sit well with some people thank you for including your warning 13 i appreciate that you guys know what to do if you're good with it keep listening if not go ahead and skip no one will judge you The passive energies of the world talk to me quite often. I pick up information from touching things or being in the vicinity, as we have spoken of previously. But my first intense experience of psychometry, or object reading, happened when I was maybe 12. Having been a strange kid from birth and having moved often in my childhood, I managed to have one very good friend that I clicked with from the beginning of fourth grade. Her mother was a feminist and her father was essentially Mr. Rogers, but sometimes a good family cannot stop bad things from happening and definitely doesn't stop chemical imbalances. One warm weather day, I was sleeping over her place and while the sun was still up, we were being strangely responsible children in cleaning her mess of a room so that we could pull out the bunk that was the bottom half of her bed. The windows were open the wind dancing with the songs of birds outside, everything seemed so very normal. My friend had gone to get another trash bag because while we were being responsible in cleaning her room, we were also kids and actually meant throwing most things into bags to be dealt with later. I continued to pick things up off the floor, books, cassette tapes, journals, notebooks, until I had cleared a circle on the floor. Sitting at the center of this cleared section of carpet was a small, folded-up piece of paper. I remember staring at it for a moment, wondering if I should read it or not. We passed notes to each other often, and I kept most of them, so I reached down. The moment my fingertips grazed that small, folded note, my body flooded with emotions and images flashed through my mind. The intensity of sorrow and pain in that single piece of fiber could have laid out a full-grown adult. I knew, without opening the note, that my friend had written it while suicidal. I was near tears, my heart torn in two as my friend came back into the room. I just pointed to it and demanded that she tell me what it was, and she opened it to find that it had been a note she wrote before she started cutting. Its sorrow did not need the penned words she had dumped her emotions into the very fabric of the paper. To this day, I describe suicide as this tar-like, inky substance that clings onto objects and people. That is what it felt like, and it, unfortunately, was not the last time I would experience it. But that instance had been the steep learning curve to why I had to take precautions to touching anything or anyone. Shielding helps the ambient information, but to this day, intensity such as that breaks through my barriers 13 wow yeah that's you know honestly you have a particular gift i would call it a gift just in a generic term but i I don't know how you would qualify it so i'm not going to necessarily throw that out i just don't really have another word a talent we'll call it a talent you have a very specific talent that is not something i envy at all psychometry whatever different names it has i know it is psychometry the ability to know by touching and not necessarily knowing when that's gonna happen or like do gloves help not knowing if gloves would help and just not being able to touch things i that sounds like a living nightmare and i'm glad that shielding helps for you because that is just that is honestly rough, and I feel for you on that. That is an unpleasant situation with your friend. I hope that they are better now, perhaps sought help, etc. But that is quite a lot, especially when you're, what you said, I believe, 12. Like, whoo No, that's that's a lot. So I am giving you long-distance hugs if you would like them, friend, because that's never pleasant. But... With distance, hopefully, you know I can I can say without being offensive that I mean it's a cool story to tell now, but no, I don't envy you that. Thank you very much for sharing. That that was a that's one heck of a story, friend. And that is our listener story for the week, which brings us to our witchy tip for the week. And our witchy tip this week is one that I have been sort of living a lot recently and trying to keep in mind and trying not to let chafe at times and just reveling in at other times. I have always been a nerd in the truest sense. like a geek nerd. I don't remember which one it is. I was never entirely straight on it, but the one who very much enjoys learning and finds new facts and new languages and new information just thrilling and i i legitimately thrive in in a learning environment it is one of my happiest places to be i am a giant nerd and i don't ever foresee that changing at least i hope that it doesn't because i find personally that if we put our minds to it whatever it may be we are capable of anything. Which is why my witchy tip this week is to never stop learning. Sometimes things are going to look hard. Sometimes things are going to bite back. Sometimes things are not going to be very accessible or very obvious. And sometimes we are presented opportunities to learn that we may not realize is necessarily an opportunity to learn. Unless we are open-minded and looking to never stop learning. If you are looking to never stop learning, everything is a learning experience. Everything from everyday conversations with coworkers to Googling something. Yeah, you can Google it and get an answer in the moment. But you can also dedicate it to memory so that you don't have to Google it next time. You can pick up a book. You can learn a trade. You can learn new pathwork. You can learn anything as long as you are receptive to that information and willing to actually put in time and put in effort to doing it and dedicating it to memory. You know, full disclosure, I am 36 years old. I will be 37 in June. And I've had a lot of startovers recently. I lost my job last year, had to start over with a new one recently, which I love and you know... A, I never would have known that there was less stress out there in the field of my current day job if that hadn't occurred. The idea of starting over was terrifying. But here I am learning a lot of new stuff, having a much better time in a much healthier environment, and it has been wonderful. And it's all stuff that I can carry forward with me. And, you know, I've learned a lot doing this podcast. I came into it having done content creation on a couple of different platforms, but I'd never done a podcast before. There was a lot of stuff I had to learn, a lot of stuff that I continue to learn. And all of it are things now in my toolkit in order to do other things. Uh, You know, I've taught myself many things over the years, graphic design with, you know, different art projects and things like that and that's all stuff that i can utilize for the podcast and i can utilize for other endeavors that i have and i continue to learn i've picked up an apprenticeship recently to learn how to tattoo and i'm very excited about that and a lot of people i know i have heard them say i'm too old to do that you know be it between the ages of like 27 and 60 whatever. People are like, oh, I'm too old to do that. I'm too old to start over. I'm too old to relearn these things. I'm too old to, I'm too old to. No, you're never too old. You're also never too young. You may not understand it entirely when you're young, but set that foundation. Lay that groundwork. Never stop learning. You are never too old if you put your heart and mind to it. And I believe in you. I fully believe that you can do it. You're 50 something years old and you're like, you know what? I never learned how to crochet. I would like to learn how to crochet. Do it. Look up, look up any tutorials, watch YouTube videos, order books, order needles, order yarn, do the thing. I fully believe in you. If you wanted to learn how to paint, do it. You want to learn how to garden, do it. You want to learn how to train a dog, do it. It doesn't matter. Never stop learning. Never stop seeking answers or information or knowledge or wisdom or experience. Never stop learning. We only have so much time here in these bodies. We Owe it to ourselves, owe it to this version of us to learn and do and experience as much as we can in this lifetime. So, why in the world would you ever think that you were too whatever, old, thin, fat, young, too boy, too girl, too whatever, too anything to ever stop learning? And that is my witchy tip for the day. So, Thank you very much to 13 for sharing that deeply personal and touching story. Scary, spooky, but also deeply touching. If you have a story that you would like to submit to the podcast, please send it to that spooky at gmail.com. You should totally join us on social media. I say it every week, and every week our little spooky family grows, and I love talking to you guys and seeing all the stuff that you share. Check us out on Facebook, check us out on Instagram, and hopefully. I will have a surprise for you guys in the coming weeks. I am taking a little social distanced safe trip and I am looking forward. I don't know if it'll be next week. (coughs) It may be the week after that I will have a story to share with you, but we'll see. No promises. But it also means you have to stay tuned. So until next week, my dearest, darlingest, spookiest people, do not forget to keep living that spooky life and I will see you then. Bye.